Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your unofficial guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawkins, along with the pop cart carnivore himself, Charlie Butters. Chocolate is the best flavor. Just so you know. I'm not going to argue with chocolate. I like chocolate. I, I lean towards more of my health. More great in the toaster. Everybody does, and here's the problem with s'mores. Is it's only good until you get to the parts that don't have the the topping on it. Then it's gross. So you got to like cut off the the parts that don't have the topping and the filling in it. If if you eat those parts like as a whole, it's just it's gross. It doesn't. It ruins the whole pop tart. Chocolate, you can eat the whole thing without it having any of the the, the frosting or anything on it, and it's still good all the way through. So that's that. At least in my opinion, I mean, everybody has their own weird things. People saying that you know, cinnamon brown sugar is the number one is just bizarre. I don't get to me, that. Our, I don't get. I don't bizarre. get the cinnamon brown sugar appeal. Uh, neither do I, man. Neither do I. Okay, so, so now that so now that somebody <laughs> is no longer going to listen to our podcast of that conversation. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, so let's get into what's going on this week. So. Uh, this week on IWTV on Tuesday, July 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, freedoms will present. We love freedoms. We are freedoms. And following that up Tuesday, July 14th at 10, 15 p.m. Eastern time horror slam. This is horror slam. So we're finally getting some horror slam on there. That's that's going to be real fun. I uh, definitely want to check that out. I've heard good things. And uh, Thursday, July sixteenth at eight p.m. Eastern, IWA East Coast on the Throwback Thursday, IWA East Coast Need to Bleed two thousand eight. And that's all they have announced as of right now. Obviously. Uh, just like every other week, they will probably announce a bunch of cool stuff after this comes out. Uh, so just, you know, check, uh, IWTV's, uh, Twitter or their Instagram, and I'm sure they'll have updates to that. And, you know, I check independent TV for the schedule as well. They got a, they broke at the top of the most of the screen and they've got its own page. So yes, yes. That's where I usually pull my information from. So. All right, go with that. This week's review is going to be Paradigm Pro Wrestling. And we went with the Fighting Spirit Grand Prix. Fight, I'm sorry, Fighting Spirit Heavyweight Grand Prix. Got to clarify heavyweight there. November 15, 2019 from the arena in Jeffersonville, Indiana. The main event is the Fighting Spirit Heavyweight Grand Prix Tournament, all underneath UF, okay, UWFI rule, which we'll go over in a moment. You were a little bit mad at me when you realized that this was the show. Yeah, because I remember them doing this, and I thought it was an interesting concept. But then uh, talking with certain people and then kind of like seeing it in action, I wasn't that huge of a fan of it. But it, it had some interesting stuff. So we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. But the show did open up with a match underneath standard professional wrestling rule. Myron Reed versus Glecknitz Montez. My first chance to see Montez that I can that I can recall, and for the most part, I liked what I saw here. 
They did one move real early in the match that I absolutely fucking hate because it looked fake as fuck. <laughs> What's they, 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 that? <laughs> they, did, they did this fucking deal where, like, Myron Reed is hanging, like, between the top and the fucking middle rope, and he got to hold on to the fucking top rope in order to keep the position. Montez can come off with a fucking knee. And they used to do that shit in WCW with the fucking guillotine leg drop with the luchador too, and I fucking hate it, but there's no fucking way you can hit that move. I don't get clear that the other guy's waiting for it. Fucking hate that move. <laughs> Jayhawk is heated already. There's going to be one of the few bad things that came about this show. It really is. But I fucking hate that spot with a goddamn passion. Like, I fucking hate that move. So I actually took notes this week. I did some homework this week. Uh, I'm getting back in the habit of doing that. So uh, I have in my notes, uh, Montez hit a sick knee and then a really good uh, tornado DDT off the ropes. That was great. Uh, Myron hit a springboard cutter off the ropes and then hit a drop reverse DDT. I can't think of the name of it, but it's like he has him the reverse DDT and he like grabs hold of his pants and picks him all the way up and then brings him down. I, can't, I couldn't think of the name of it. So a drop reverse DDT is what I went with. Uh I mean, it's as descriptive as I can really get with it. Um, Montez caught Myron in a submission. Uh, I think it was like a knee bar or an ankle lock, something. The ref was distracted with the masked man that was at ringside and uh, missed Myron tapping. Uh, Myron ended up hitting a 450 splash to get the win. A good, fat paint opener. I enjoyed this. I got from that one fucking spot. <laughs> Yeah, apparently uh, Montez has been asking for the match, and uh, Myron Reed's getting a lot of uh, a lot of momentum. Even even back in November, uh, it was just really getting out there and stuff. And I, I know he's like the MLW, uh, like open weight champ or something there uh, in MLW, the middleweight champ. Uh, well, the, uh, the the whole injustice thing in MLW when just starting to come into form around this time too. So. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, I like him. He's he's pretty decent. He's also the uh, Squared Circle Project champion that we discussed a couple weeks ago. And now let's get into what the uh, the, the tournament rules are here. Okay, so the tournament rule, uh, U, uh, UWFI rule, for those who are not familiar, uh, basically the combat, it's basically supposed to be like a shoot fighting type of thing. The combatants start with 15 point gauge, point per lot for knockout attempt, being at a dick advantage during a hold, and or breaking a hold by grabbing the rope with hands or feet. You win by commission, uh, knockout, knockout 10 count, or if, a, or if the points get reduced to zero. Rules aren't really explained. The announcers really don't know what they are either and admit as such that they're not sure what they are. So if you're not already familiar with what UWFI is, it's really hard to follow for the first couple matches until you start getting the hang of it. I mean, you could just look it up on you know Google, and the rules are right there. That's what I kind of did. So I had a general idea of what to look for, like what was going on. The point system, I think, is kind of pointless with 15 points. I think it would be better if it was like 10 or less um, for the matches. 15 is quite, quite a bit, and it's really hard if you don't have somebody specifically scoring it at ringside for the referee um, to actually keep track. Like, what is an attempted knockout? So, like, if you do a move and it didn't knock 
the guy out. Now you get a point taken away from you. Like that's what's kind of like throwing people off. I think the most is yeah. with the point, the convoluted point system. Other than that, no closed fist strikes. You have to have open palms. Uh, I mean, it's pretty standard from there. It's, you know, submission or knockout. At far as an attempted knockout goes, I think what they actually mean by that, if, if you're the one who goes down, like even if you end up getting back up, you lost the point because you almost got knocked out. Okay. I think that's what they mean by it. Yeah, the wording all weird on it. And the only person apparently that knows how to keep track of the point is J-Rowe, and he doesn't really make any announcement as to when points are taken away. There's no signal by the referee when points are taken away. So you're basically looking for commission crew knockout for the most part here. Yeah, nothing really came down to points uh, except for a non-tournament match, and then it still didn't end up mattering. So Right. Yeah, but the opening match of the first round, Gateman Tournament, we've got Derek Neal against Eric Stevens. Yeah, a lot of these matches went super quick, so I don't have any notes specifically for anything from the matches outside of what the finish was. Yeah, if there's a clear story to the match, I've got that written down, but I didn't like try to go move for move or anything like that. Uh, there was one part right near in the beginning of this match here where Neil was kind of countering a move of Eric Stevens, and they both rolled into the rope. And they, I, they didn't make any announcement as to whether points were taken away or not. And even the announcers were like, well, does somebody lose a point on that? Or does it not count because it, because they rolled into it and it wasn't intentional? Like, it wasn't made clear. Right. Which is, again, the biggest issue with the point system, especially if no one's announcing what's going on with it. Steven countered, got hit with a gearing of rolling German, countered the last one into the Kimura for the commission win. Really, really cool finish. I love that move. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. From there, we have a quarterfinal round matchup. J.D. Drake against the bone collector, Dominic Guarini. Who was my pick instantly to win the whole <laughs> thing, just because this is right up his alley. Yeah, when, I, when I look at the list of guys that are in this thing, like he's the one that stands out. It's like, okay, he's going to he's gonna, yeah, go on an MMA-type tournament. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he definitely did. Uh, he he armbarred J.D. Drake, like, what, less than five minutes and got the win, so. I uh, got 353 on uh, lifted <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so under four minutes. Yeah, Drake really dominated the match for the most part. He was landing from kick chop. Got a, I, we think he got away with a clove fit, actually. Like, yeah, even the up were like, he threw a punch. Oh, referee didn't call it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to figure these guys aren't used to these type of rules, so there's little things are going to slide like that. It it doesn't. I don't think it counts as a disqualification. Maybe minus some points, but I, I, does, I again, think you lose a point for it. It, it doesn't matter in the end because <laughs> he tapped. So okay, from there, this was the match that I call and went. What the fuck is this doing on an MMA style tournament? <laughs> Quarterfinal round match, we've got Lee Moriarty versus Calvin Tankman. I love both of these guys. I would love to see them like a regular wrestling match. I don't hate this underneath these rules. This was fun to watch, but it's just, neither one of these guys really strikes me as being part of, the, of this type of thing. I think Lee could do... Uh... 
Lee could definitely be in this tournament. Uh, he is a mat based, you know, for a lot of stuff. So I feel like he definitely could do some things. Tankman, ah, he's why I see him more of a brawler type. Maybe not really uh, up against the style. Uh, but the finish a much bigger guy here, and he, you get that drink to his advantage. He hit Moriarty with a fucking kick German scoop like I thought Moriarty was dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Calvin, uh, nothing to take away from him. He's he's a beast, and uh, I just the the finish kind of caught me off guard too with a head kick and then an axe kick to the back of the head for the KO. Uh, kind of interesting statement being made there that I, I like the I like the idea behind the quick finish like that though because shows you anything can happen in this type of thing yeah and they do that several times so it's like I, they kind of hammered home that point so I mean it is what it is but uh, yeah it was uh, interesting I didn't think uh, little Lee was gonna take out take out the big guy that quick so and I would learn from the next match, too, because the the, the final match in the tournament uh, is another really interesting, didn't-see-that-coming style uh, match. So, Our final match of the quarterfinal round, we've got Brett Eichmann against Anthony Henry. Eichmann, at one point, hit a fucking roaring elbow that... That I, I thought he was legitimately going to knock Henry out on. He leveled him with a fucking thing. Uh, Henry's strategy in this match and really through the tournament is kick to the leg. You can keep the guy down. And yeah. I wind up playing into the finish here because he catches a leg kick to Brett Eichen and Eichen just can't stand up. He's down for 10 because he can't stand. He's not out. He just can't get to his feet. Yep. Yeah, people can get what they want to about these rules, but I like the little nuances like that that, that came into play here that you really don't see in a standard wrestling show these days. You know, like all these matches took place, like felt super quick. Like I was like, oh man, this is going to be long and drawn out. And I really don't think any of them even got near 10 minutes long. So, I mean, they, they flew through all these matches. Yeah, the the longest uh, the longest of the USWFI rules matches is the main event, and I and I've got it under just barely. I will say that I dislike the whole announcing people once they're when they're in the ring, like after they've already come out. I it makes I, sense I, for this type of tournament, though. It's like what I, they would I, do in a. I understand for certain tournaments, okay, but like as a whole card, like. AIW has even stepped completely away from that. They get announced as they're coming to the ring now. It's such a waste of time. Like, I feel like there's little things that you can save time on. One of them being specifically that. Like, okay, you want to do something special for the tournament, I guess. But honestly, nobody gives two shits about that presentation. They literally just want to see the fight. So announce them as they walk out, ring the bell, start the match. There's no need to to spend an extra five minutes announcing the competitors in the match every single match. It's it's a waste. Like you could have cut a half an hour off the show just if you didn't do that. 
and that's just a style choice preference for me specifically. I know AIW did it for a long time and it never really bothered me, but now like seeing that you can definitely do it like as they're coming to the ring, like how major companies have done it forever, just do it that way. It's so much more simpler. Like it just is. I promise. You know, the beautiful thing about watching a show like this on IWTV is you can go move your mouth over to the little bar and move it forward a couple minutes and get all that. See, you can do that, but uh, everybody else that uses streaming capabilities from their their phone or tablet, it's not so simple. Trust me. It does not work that well on iPhone. It doesn't work that well on on Android either to just be able to to skip those things. Now, if they put in uh like how the network has all the specific bars for like the the start of this match the end of this match that kind of stuff maybe maybe that would work but no it's it doesn't work that simple here and i'm not going to sit at my computer and watch a, a 2 hour show you know kind of you know kind of watch it on your phone for 2 hours no i stream it to my television i forgot you've got the casting gimmick yes <laughs> and I watched half of it on my tablet this morning when I first woke up for like the first hour. I stopped it after the next match that we're going to talk about, and then I came back and watched the rest of the show on my television when I got back from doing what I needed to do this afternoon. So, and that let's talk about this is, next match. Yeah, it, it is the. Paradigm Pro Wrestling Champion AJ Gray, undefeated for an entire year up to this point, taking on Bobby Beverly in what we're first told is going to be a traditional wrestling match, but then we then we find out nope, it's actually U- UWFI rule. You can see how well informed they kept the announcer leading into this show. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm pretty sure that they that like even like Bobby knew that this was supposed to be a super fight type deal way before the show happened so i don't understand how the announcers weren't informed so it's really bizarre yeah because this one i thought this one was going to go a little bit long but get started off at a slower pace than the first round matches from the tournament did Mm -hmm. and it only goes about four minutes yeah (laughs) i was uh the ending had me pretty surprised yeah, so they did a strike exchange where they they hit each other for so hard and so long that they both that they were both getting tired out. Greg caught Beverly with a roundhouse kick, got a nine count off of it, and almost immediately after after Beverly gets up, he actually, he locked the front guillotine in, gets the tap out for the win, and a future shot at the Paradigm Pro Championship. Yeah, uh, that I, that's what I'm saying. Like that that finish really caught me. Like you got. Hit, caught with that roundhouse got up at nine gray ran at him and he just jumped him right into a guillotine and tapped him i was like oh okay (laughs) it was it was a nice surprise finish for that style of match like it just again came out of nowhere go from there bradley press got the fourth come out or he's the natural light heavyweight he already had a few too many natty lights on the evening and he won the fight. So Blake Christian comes out fifth in up being a traditional wrestling match. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This one I have a lot of notes for, so bear with me here. 
No, Christian can control early, gets caught with a unique version of the cutter for for a near fall. Prescott hits a lariat on Christian that Christian does the Marty Gennetti sell for, does the flip. They end up go they end up fighting on the floor. At some point the referee forgets that they're under normal roll and just kind of follows them and throw on the floor for a long time. As Prescott's actually standing on the apron, Christian scales the guardrail, jumps onto the apron, and hit the cutter. And now the referee realizes, oh yeah, there's count out here and starts counting. Okay, yeah. Prescott gets control back, hits a unique version of the Olympic Slam, gets the two count. Christian comes back, gets a front uh, like a front guillotine DDT for a two count, like a pump handle driver for a two count. But finally ends up getting caught, and Prescott gets the pin with a 450 in 11 minutes here. I've got to say it right now. Blake Christian looked really good here. I think the only thing that's going to keep him from being a big star in the business is his size. He might be too small to become a major star, but he's got all the talent to be a major star. I hope somebody overlooks that and gives him the shot. Yeah, I just really hated commentary continuously calling Bradley uh, PB4. Or BP4, fucking annoying as shit. Please do not do that anymore. That's super annoying. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Just to save time on my notes, I wrote BP4 down a lot, and I like, and I had to stop myself from saying it, but you told me before the show how much you hated it. Yeah, literally, like, you can call him Bradley, you can call him Prescott, or you, can, you could do, or you could call him, you know, BP4. There's three different things you can call him. You don't have to call him one thing the entire match and wear it out to the point where I didn't want to hear the commentary anymore. I just wanted to turn it off at that point. It gave me a headache. And I still have that headache. Uh but yeah, that's my only real note on it. I thought the match was fine. Uh it was a good back and forth. I liked it a lot. It was again something different going through this tournament. So it was nice to have, you know, a regular wrestling match thrown in they can do some normal stuff with. It was probably my it was probably my favorite match of the show. P- partly because it was the only one that really got enough time to get going. But even the Myron Reed match was only about six minutes. Well, I think that was a lot of it, but I enjoyed this one quite a bit. But there we go into the semifinal of the of the tournament. And we've got Eric Stevens against Dominic Garini in our first semifinal. This is an absolute work of art from a technical wrestling standpoint. These guys are on the mat pretty much the entire time. And there's some great, there's some great holes and some great transitions. And Dom is able to get into a triangle and start throwing some elbows in order to get the, to get the stoppage. So Steven didn't even quit. The referee stopped it. Yeah, he had him trapped and just started drilling him with elbows, and that was enough to get the stoppage. It was a good finish. Then into the other semifinal where it's Lee Moriarty against Anthony Henry. And largely, this one is the complete opposite from the other semifinal. This one is largely strike-oriented. And Henry, like he did in the first round, working the leg, working the leg, leg, working the leg. And ends up getting a series of leg kicks into a leg bar for the commission win. Got the tap out. So your finals are set. It's going to be Dominic Garini against Anthony Henry. But before we get to that, Stefan Bonner and Matthew Justice 
And I believe this was Bonner's first actual pro wrestling match, if I'm not mistaken. I think he said that at one point, actually. Yeah, this was the weekend that uh, he did this show, and then he did uh, Black Label Pro Slamilton the next day. So, uh, yeah, this was his first, like, technically, I guess, his first official wrestling match under uh, UWFI rules. Now, on paper... This looks like Bonner should win this quickly. And it's not a knock on Matthew Justice. But Stephen Bonner is not only a UFC veteran, but he was going to the best fight in UFC history against Forrest Griffin. Yeah, he's he used to this type of thing. Matthew Justice, as great as he is, is not used to this style of match. So on paper, you think this could be a complete mismatch. And early on, and early on it actually looks like it's going to be that way. It's pretty much Bonner controlling early. He hits Justin with a belly-to-belly suplex. Justin lands right on his face on. They end up tumbling to the floor. Bonner starts favoring his knee a little bit when they hit the floor. This is what gives Justin an advantage. Justin goes back into the ring and he fucking dives onto Bonner. <laughs> Only Matthew Justin could fucking do a dive in a UWFI rules match. This is the first time here that the points come into play. There's going to actually an announcement that both guys are under five points at one point. And there's actually an announcement after Bonner uh, gets Justin down and gets the nine count that Justin gets down to two points. But it winds up being Bonner getting the knockout win with a roundhouse kick. This was fun because Matt Justin tried to turn this into a Matt Justin match and still work as much as he could within the parameters of the rules. Mm-hmm. He did some spear, like opposed to doing like double leg takedown. He just did full out spear. Like he ah, picked up the pace. close enough. <laughs> it's close enough. So this was a lot of fun because it was underneath the rule, but just away from it enough to be something different. Right. After the match, Bonner put Justin over hard and said he wants to have a rematch in a street fight. And I don't oh, know the- if that match ever happened, but if it did, I need to find it. Uh, it it hasn't. It's going to actually happen. Uh, next Friday, and, I, and we're going to discuss that card at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, but did you say the finish? I've got the finish like a roundhouse kick. Yes, Bonner hit a roundhouse kick for the finish on Justice, got the knockout. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll discuss the uh, that that rematch uh, that's coming up next Friday. Uh, but let's get to the finals first of the tournament. The Grand Prix, I should say. It's the Bone Collector, Dominic Garini, against Anthony Henry. Now, this one this one starts off a little differently than what you would expect. Because Henry actually tried to take Garini down on the ground. And even the announcers were like, that, Dominic Garini, what are you doing? The leg kicks were working. What are you doing? Pretty much as soon as Garini starts getting control on the ground again, Henry does get to his feet and start going back to leg kicks, going back to what works. Uh, there are a lot of near knockouts in this match. Pretty much yeah. out of nowhere for the finish, Dominic Garini locks in the rear naked chokehold and then starts kicking the ribs until he gets the cap out. Six minutes and 16 seconds is what I have for this, which was the longest match of the tournament. Yeah, uh, Dom got rocked a couple times. He got caught with a, uh, a chin kick. Um, right out like right in the first couple seconds of the, or maybe first minute or so of the the fight. Um, he then got 
rocked with like a couple open palm strikes to the face. It was pretty good. It was pretty, pretty good. Uh, I was, I was impressed, but yeah, then he locked on that rear naked choke and that was it. He, uh, he sunk it in and, uh, yeah. Got the, uh, tap and got some roses and a nice medal and a future title shot. So they just hand out title shots there like pieces of candy. Yeah, but I know I believe Cole Radrick already had a guaranteed shot lined up, and somebody else had one too. Yeah, Bobby Beverly got one. Yeah, Tom Garini got one. I think at that point it was like four people that had guaranteed title shots whenever they decided they fucking wanted them. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, they just hand them out like pieces of candy. So you know. Yeah, what were your overall thoughts on the show? Uh, it was an interesting concept. Thank God it wasn't like a super long, long show. Uh, there was a lot of matches, but they went really quick. So this is only like a two-hour show, which it didn't really feel like that. It felt like it went by pretty quick. Um, overall, I give it a thumbs up. It's something different. I wish the crowd was more like uh, into it and crazy with it. Like they had a very light, seemed like a very light or maybe just a very just sit on your hands type crowd that didn't really get too into it until towards the end, last two matches maybe. Uh, and it just... I kind of noticed it like they there was really not a lot going on there. And uh, I think that kind of hurt the overall presentation. Uh, I do like the nice guardrails they have there. The entrance isn't too bad. Commentary wasn't too terrible all night, except for that one match. Um, I mean, overall, there's, there's a lot of good things that can come out of that promotion. Uh, they just need to take steps in the right direction to get there. I think that little hard work they could probably become a a very popular uh destination for wrestlers to break out in the future yeah i'm kind of wondering if the location of this show might have had something to do with the crowd too is that the game building i had to be a mid south normally run again yeah they're probably it's probably such a worn out area if they moved to another area that you know didn't have wrestling in it and uh, promoted a little bit bigger than what they do probably would have a bigger audience. I don't know. I, I really couldn't tell specifics of like what they could do to like fix the audience issue uh, because I don't know that area that well, but uh, I do know that like IW mid South was running weekly there and it was like to 20 people or some shit. So like you burn out the audience, they're not going to ever come see anything. And for like the talent lineup that was on that show, like, that if that was anywhere near us, we would have had a packed house from people coming from all over to see it. So I don't it's it's weird to me that like there was like maybe 30, 40 people there, if that. When you really look at the lineup for this show, that looked like an AIW Southern Underground Pro joint show with an MMA theme. With the exception of a couple of guys, pretty much everybody on the card worked for one of those two promotions. Right. So anyway, uh, what were your overall thoughts on the show? I really enjoyed the show. I, part of it is that I, that I have seen some of the original UWFI, and I enjoyed it for what it was. So I kind of had an idea coming in what I was going to expect. And I, and I liked the shoot style. I liked the mat wrestling. I liked the focus on commission can knock out. I, I like that kind of thing anyway. Well, I really enjoyed the 
enjoyed the call. I'd give the case a pretty strong thumbs up, actually. All right, so let's jump into uh, Friday, July 24th at 7.30 Eastern is going to be their Heavy Hitters 2 tournament. Uh, let me run down the card for you because there's a lot of interesting stuff on here. And uh, UWFI rules shows back up again. So uh, <clears throat> let's start from, I'll go from the top of the card to the bottom here. The biggest rematch in Paradigm Pro Wrestling history, Street Fight, Falls Count Anywhere, Stefan Bonner, Matthew Justice. So there's your match, and that and that's going to be on IWTV, so you can watch that next Friday. Uh, then we go into the second annual Heavy Hitters Tournament. So these have a couple different style rules. There's even a Brawl for All rules in one of the matches. Uh, so let me break this down for you under the uwfi rules you're gonna see tom lawler against calvin tankman chris dickinson against lee moriarty eric stevens against reed bentley aaron williams against aj gray gary J against dominic garini and hoodfoot against Devontes. In a Brawl for All rules match, you will see J.W. Murdoch, John Wayne Murdoch, against F. Thompson. Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson. In a street fight, you will see Ron Mathis against Bobby Beverly. In another street fight, you will see Kevin Koo against Nolan Edward, which I want to see. That sounds fucking sick. Uh, Street fight. uh, BP4 against Brett Eisen. I'm so, gonna kill you. Yes, kill him, Ison. Please kill him. Uh, then in a tournament finals, it will be a 10-person free-for-all total elimination match to crown the heavy hitters champion. I have no fucking clue what that's going to entail, how that's going to play out. 10-person elimination match? Holy shit. Uh, and then the, I guess like there's going to be a Paradigm Pro championship match under UWFI rules. The shooter Freddie Hudson against Wildheart Cole Radrick. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be in Sellersburg, Indiana. There's limited tickets available. You have to buy tickets in advance to, so they can maintain social distancing. They're not going to get at the door. Yes, and they're also uh, they're offering to refund you if you get sick in between the time you buy your tickets. And the time the show is, that way you don't come to the show, get other people sick or chance it because you paid for a ticket. Just get your refund, stay home, watch it on IWTV. It's actually going to be live or it's just going to be like taped or on demand? It says live. It's supposed to be streamed live on, on IWTV from what I'm seeing here. Okay. Okay, and and I'm actually on uh, Paradigm Pro website right now. If you bought tickets to the March 27th show that got canceled, those tickets are good for this show. So. Of course, you can use Paradigm for five free days at independentwrestling.tv. And uh, why don't you get your plugs in there? Let's let's take the show home. Okay, uh, 
Haven't done any streaming for about the last week or so. I, I found NBA 2K20 for free, and I started playing it, and I'm just not streaming it. But if I do decide to start streaming again, TFM Jayhawk on Twitch. You can follow me on Twitter at PW Critique. Follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at Jayhawk1539. And shout out to our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, The Spotlight Series, and It's Evolution Baby. Also check out our non-podcast friends, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, and Pollyanna DIY, who is moving uh, to Salem, so they're going to be real close to us. Uh, unfortunately, they're not going to be doing pins and stuff anymore after August 1st, but... Uh, I, 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 I'm upset about that, but I get why. Yeah. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore butters. And you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV guide. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Peace. is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. Arrest, arrest, arrest. Trade my 4x4 for GC3, ain't no more fearless feet. I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again. I even told him, please. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you dead, but still tell you to freeze. Fucked up, I seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving. They killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. Throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was crushed when they said I can't leave. First I was drunk, then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to Ali. He got a license plus. We just some products of our environment. How the fuck they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, I know, but at least we can turn off the flames on. Every color person ain't dumb, and all whites not racist. I be judging by the mind and heart. I ain't really in the face. Fuck up the way that we living is not getting better. You gotta know how to survive. Crazy, I had to tell all of my lovers to carry a gun when they going outside. Stay in the mirror whenever you drive. Overprotective, go crazy for mine. You gotta pay attention to the sign. Seem like the blind following the blind. Thinking about everything that's going on. I boost security up in my home. I'm with my kind of they right or they wrong. I call him down here, pick up the phone, and it's five in the morning. He waking up on it. Tell him wherever I'm at, then they coming. I see blue lights, I get scared and start running. That shit be crazy, they post to protect us. Swords and handcuffs and arrest us. Why they go home at night, that shit messed up. Knowing we needed help, they neglect us. One of them who gon' make them respect us. I can see in your eye that you fed up. Fuck around, got my shot, I won't let up. They know that we a problem together. They know that we can storm anywhere. That's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Fuck it, I'm going on the front line, he gon' bust your ass If you come past that gun line, you know when the storm go away Then the sunshine, you gotta put your head in the game when it's crunch time I want all my sons to grow up to be monsters I want all my daughters to show out in public Seem like we losing our country, but we gotta stand up for something So this what it comes to, every video I see on my country I got power now, I gotta say something Corrupt the police, been the problem where I'm from But I'd be lying if I said it was all of them I ain't do this for the trend, I don't follow them Altercations with the law, had a lot of them People speaking for the people, I'm proud of them Stick together, we can get it up out of them I can't lie like I don't rap about killing and dope But I'm telling my my youngest to vote. I deal with I diggers. I didn't have no choice and no hope. I was forced to just jump in and go. This bullshit is all that we know, but it's time for a change. Got time to be serious. No time for no games. Ain't taking no more. Let us go for them chains. God bless they soul. Every one of them names. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead start here. We didn't had a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. They train.
Running officers, the killers, then shooting protesters with these rubber bullets. They regular people, I know that they feel us. These scars too deep, they heal us. What happened to COVID? Nobody remember, it ain't making sense. I'm just here to vent. It happened to one of your people, it's different. We get it, the system is wicked, just learn how to pick it. Knowledge is power, I swear I'm a witness. I know that I'm gifted, I won't go too deep, cause I'm scared they'll get me. Ain't scared to admit it, some shit I can't mention. It's people who can, well, here's the chance. I won't take the stand, but I'll take a stand for what I believe. Must not be breathing the air that I breathe. You know that the way that I bleed, you can breathe. I never been a fan of police, but my neighborhood know I try to keep peace, so it's only right that I get in the streets. March for a reason, I just on GP. How people die for us to be free. Fuck do you mean? This was a dream. Now we got the power that we need to have. They don't want us with it, and that's why they mad. Yeah. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead start here. We didn't have a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead start here. We didn't have a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear.